Welcome to Still Dead from Chipperish Media. I'm researcher and sugar bear, Dr. Kelly Jones. And I'm story expert and red-headed meddler, Lonnie Diane Rich. And we're here today to talk about Angel, Season 4, Episodes 15 and 16, Orpheus and Players, both of which are watchers. I'm dust in the wind, candle in the wind. There'll be a general wind theme. So let's raise the stakes. In Orpheus, we pick up with Angelus drinking from Faith, and in flashback, we see that she injected herself with a dangerous mystical drug in order to take him out. Unfortunately, it's pretty much guaranteed to kill her. Wesley brings her and Angelus back to the hotel, and the team locks up Angelus and cares for Faith, both of whom are unconscious. Fred calls in Willow to restore Angel's soul, and while she and Cordy do magical battle, Faith and Angelus trip down memory lane together, watching Angel as he struggles and falls through the decades in a series of narrated flashbacks that can only be described as a mixed bag. Willow flirts with Fred and does battle with Cordelia, who uses what magic she can to keep Willow from succeeding in re-insoling Angel. When that fails, she sends Connor to kill Angelus. In the unholy mushroom trip world, Angel manages to guilt Faith into not giving up, and Faith, who has been dangling over the cliff of death by her fingertips the whole episode, suddenly pops out of bed like it's Christmas morning and goes to the basement and beats the shit out of Connor, while Angel's soul is reinstalled into his body like a Windows 10 update. (laughs) Everybody shares some warm goodbyes, Willow heads back to Sunnydale with Faith in tow, and just as Angel's about to give what I'm sure would have been a rousing and inspiring speech, stupid evil Cordy comes down the steps, belly in full view and tells everyone not to do that victory lap just yet. Orpheus aired on March 19th, 2003. It was directed by Terrence O'Hara and written by Mara Smith. Okay, so Dr. Kelly Jones, here we are. Orpheus, kind of a mixed bag on the perfect happiness scale with stake this at zero and lost your soul at six. Where are you with this one? So I decided to go in the middle um, mm. because it's always good to see Willow. Right. But, like, there was weirdness around this Willow. Yeah. Weirdness with her and Cordy, weirdness with her and Fred, with Willow not questioning the weirdness of Cordy. Uh-huh. And it just throws out some of the fun for me. Mm. And, I mean, Faith was great, as mm-hmm. always, but some of Angel's flashbacks aren't. Yeah. And- <laughs> It's just super frustrating because there's so much good that could have been great here. Mm-hmm. Um, but the news of like yet another mystical pregnancy just fucking ruins everything. Yeah, no. <laughs> so I gave it a three. It's kind of terrible. <laughs> I also gave it a three. I mean, there's stuff in this episode that I love. Like some of the Faith and Angelus stuff in the flashbacks, some of it. Um, Willow, I love Fred. Wesley, uh, the on-screen reunion of Allison Hannigan and Alexis Denisoff, of course, is really fun. And of course, Lorne. Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah. enjoyed that stuff a lot. But the rest of it, like Cordy and Connor and most of the Faith and Angelus flashback nonsense is so bad that while I find it hard to hate this episode, I also find it really hard to love. Yeah. It's complicated. That's a good description. <laughs> it's very complicated. <laughs> My feelings for Relationships. this are complex. Yes, our relationship status with season four is complicated. It is very complicated. Um, All right, so we're going to go into moments of perfect happiness. And I don't know that I'd call it perfect happiness, but I'd call it adequate happiness. Uh, There's the Faith Mm -hmm. and Angelus stuff, some of which I like. I liked that moment where Wesley falls down onto his face off the scaffolding, bleeding. (laughs) 
Faith is just like kicked his ass and then passes out. <laughs> and I love, I love Faith. I love all of her stuff. I love uh, her with Angelus. Um, going mm-hmm. through his memories and this weird trip thing that they're doing together. Um, I kind of like it and I kind of hate it. There's some cute things. You know, the I'm dust in the wind, candle in the wind. There's going to be a general wind theme. It's kind of cute, right? You <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, and then when she says, we're reliving angels, good deeds. You are in hell. Wicked. You know, um, <laughs> when Angel saves the puppy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, none of it has any narrative, actual, like, narrative value, uh, any of this, like, flashback nonsense, and I don't particularly care for it. But it is the, there are little moments that are fun. Um, I like when Angelus calls out choices, you know, mm-hmm. um, the choices, little girl, the ones you make with your heart of hearts. Um so I like that um, because choices, of course, are essential to understanding any character, uh, to development of any character. What's most important about a character is not what they say. It's what they do. It's the choices that they make. So um, I always love when that's called out. Um, and, uh, you know, we have this running through time, you know, with Angelus and Faith in this just really weird it's just Angelus bitching and moaning about Angel, you know, being so good, you know, and it's just there's not much there. But there's kind of nice moments. There's this this moment where Faith says where they're looking at Angel, you know, who is suffering through and eating rats and whatever. And Faith says he's paying for what he did. And then Angelus says he's hiding from what he is, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of a neat play on redemption and identity and the line between those things, you know. Um, so I really, really like that. Yeah, especially because they're both right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and they're very different perspectives on Angel and also on what's going on. Um, But they're both right Mm -hmm. in their own way, which was, and I was trying to decide, like, is this whole thing a shared bad drug trip? Mm -hmm. Was it a, you know, it's like spiritual journey where they've been kicked into this together. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't quite figure it out like maybe sharing the drug allowed them to share the experience and then I'm wondering is that always the case when a vampire drinks from someone who's taken this drug yeah Um, because you know I'm trying to figure out how it works Mm -hmm. and I'm not sure Um, (laughs) yeah but yeah I mean faith is just always fan freaking fantastic yeah no faith is always really fun Eliza Dishku always fun you know even mm-hmm. when she's not given great stuff to do she does it great so that's always great um but of course my favorite moment um i think in all of faith in the history of faith i don't know i don't know it's tough because that's a really high bar but uh when she hops out of bed like she's been hovering on the edge of death lauren has been like she's totally gonna die she's totally gonna die oh no she's fine okay it's good you know it's just <laughs> not only Does she hop out of bed, right? But she is ready to kick Connor's ass. And I love when she says, break me off a switch, son. There's about to be a whooping. Yeah. (laughs) It's such a perfect line. And oh, my God. I felt a little guilty cheering about her beating Connor's ass. But it was so great. I feel no guilt. so great. I feel no guilt about that at all. I loved it. It was fantastic. Um, I also love the goodbyes. You know, the, yeah. like, if I keep this up, we're going to hug, you know, this thing mm-hmm. with uh, with her and Angel. Um, I loved when she was leaving and she and Gunn do this, like, affectionate little hand slap. Like, 
It's really nice. I like the um, the chemistry between them. I think that's really fantastic. It's just nice yeah. seeing faith in community and being part of the team. Um, and and it's just fun having her back. So I, I really enjoy all of that with her. Um, yeah. The other thing, like, I loved Willow coming back. Yeah. You know, Willow's great. Uh, you know, I like what she walks in. She's like, you need a witch. And the thing is that they do this thing. They do this construction, right? Where everybody's in the middle of a conversation and somebody just wanders in and either finishes the sentence or picks right up on the conversation wherever they are. And I'm like, nobody enters a, a room like that. You know, it's, it's weird. <laughs> you need a witch. And I'm like, God damn right they do, honey. But still, like, it's a weird yeah. entrance. It's a weird entrance. Um, then we have this flirting with Fred, which is both frustrating and adorable. But one of the adorable moments is um, where Fred is like, I thought she might see some things that we missed. And then Will is like, oh, hearing the thoroughness of your research methodology, I don't think that's possible. And, like, <laughs> I knew, I knew that was going to be a moment that went straight to your heart. To my heart? Yeah. Um <laughs> It was a damn good line. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, honey. Like, anyone that can mix flirtation and research methodology, I'm, yeah. You're there. Yes. Yeah, no, I, oh, knew, yeah. I knew that was going to be a particularly delightful moment for you. Uh, the rest of Willow's flirting with Fred is going to be in the uh, the stake this section, so we'll move on mm-hmm. from there. Um, I love when she's talking with um, with Wesley. It's really, really nice. I love that yeah. whole thing with the two of them. Um, I love when she's like, come on, everybody loves fetal pigs. It's so cute. <laughs> it's so cute. I love when she's in the middle of the spell and she's got that black eyed badassery going on. I think yeah. that, that is awesome. That was really, yep. really fun. I love the hug with Angel. I love yeah. it. It's just it's so she great. she is so sweet. I mean, yeah. Willow is so powerful, mm-hmm. but she still got that real sweetness to her. She's so and good. and I love her kind of way of like chastising them when she leaves, and she's like, "Next time you resurrect Angelus, call me first. Yeah, because she's fucking powerful, right? Yeah. And and like, aren't you kind of wondering? Okay, Fred called her in, but this never dawned on Wesley. Who knows no. her? No. And we have that moment where he says, of course, bring in the only person ever known to reinsole Angel. Like it's some <laughs> kind of stroke of not the obvious. You know? Right? <laughs> like, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love the way that he looks at Fred. Okay. Which brings us, of course, next to Wesley, who was always uh-huh. at least a little bit going to be in my moments of perfect happiness. Um <laughs> I love the way he looks at Fred when he finds out that she called Willow. It's so incredibly sweet, and I absolutely love it. But yeah, uh, duh, right? Willow should be the first phone call you made, you know? Right. Um, so I, I love also the dark off with uh, with Willow, <laughs> where they're comparing their darkness. And he's like, I've changed. Dark I've off. seen darkness in myself. I'm not sure you'd understand. And she's like, yeah, I played a guy alive and tried to destroy the world. <laughs> And Wesley comes back and just says, oh. Right. <laughs> so great. And then he's like, it's well, so I never flayed. I had a woman chained in a closet. It doesn't compare, you know? <laughs> and it's it's incredibly silly and uh, like verging on out of character and kind of dumb. But it's so cute. I don't care. I love it. <laughs> no, I love it, too. I was fully co-signed. Okay, good. It, she, he was like, I kept a woman chained in a closet. And Will is like, oh, no, you, you've seen things. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you've, you've been things, dark. Right. You've been to dark places. Like, 
Yeah. It was but just it was, so cute. It was really interesting to me that of all the things that Wesley has actually done, like compare yeah. their descriptions, mm-hmm. right? Willow is so matter of fact. Yeah. I flayed a guy alive and I tried to end the world. Right. Bam. And Wesley goes to, I kept a woman chained in a closet. I've mm-hmm. seen things. Mm-hmm. Not, I kidnapped Angel's kid thinking that uh-huh. I was doing the right thing right. and like triggered this bad stuff. And my, yeah. you know, I got my throat slit and all my friends abandoned me. Like, <laughs> he's, not, <laughs> he's not quite at the same level of like of acceptance processing. and understanding. Yeah, and, and, but I, done, and I yeah. think that, yeah, the scene was really cute and it was yeah. well done, but it also does show the difference of where they are in their trauma. I slept with evil. I cut off my girlfriend's head. Like, I mean, come on. There's plenty of places to go. I mean, okay, let's not be (laughs) coy about this. Keeping a woman in a closet and giving her a bucket to shit in is not, you know, gentlemanly behavior. But I mean, he's got a lot. He's got a lot of choices. Right, right, (laughs) right. I just thought it was interesting. But no, I'm with you. I love that scene with them. I think it was great. I love that whole thing. And there's actually something like there's a stupid line from Connor, right? Where Connor comes in comforting Wesley, right? Shut up, Connor. He's like, Wesley, you did the right thing. She was brave and she died in battle. You know, and I'm like, what the hell are you fucking Sun Tzu? Like, shut up. You know, what are you talking about? Some kind of warrior. What the hell? You know, Uh, but Wesley's response to that, where he's looking at Faith, but you can see how shut down he is. Like, there's a lot mm-hmm. of Wesley that is just shut down. And then he just says, it's time, you know? Yeah. And I love, I mean, as stupid as that line is from Connor, like, I love his response where he's like, don't yeah. try to make me feel better, kid. Like, I'm right. way beyond, <laughs> way beyond <laughs> that now. <laughs> yeah. um, and then there was this moment, too, where, again, the line was stupid but the moment was great where Faith says, you run a pretty good show, right? And then Gunn says, yeah, sit back and let the girl do all the heavy lifting. Like it's, it's sexist bullshit. Yeah. But, but, but the look between Wesley and Gunn and after everything they've been through and that friendship, I ship that friendship so freaking hard. I love their love story and I want to <laughs> see that continue. And so when Wesley just smiles at him and says, yeah, that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so wonderful. And I love that connection between them. I just love those love stories. Yeah, I do too. And and it was sexist, but they're also giving Faith full credit, which I yeah. appreciate. Yeah. And, and in thinking about like how difficult that whole relationship with Faith is for Wesley, like he mm-hmm. had to call for help from the person who tortured him almost to death. Right. Who became a criminal largely because of his actions. Right. As her watcher. Like, mm-hmm. it's so beautifully complicated. Um, and, and there's this great moment between the two of them. Like, the whole goodbye scene with everybody is, is fabulous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when it's Faith and Wesley, Wesley just says, Faith. And she says, Wes. And then she's uh, like, see, the Brits know how to say goodbye. I know. No, it's, it's so, so great. I it's love so that good. relationship and I love her and it's so wonderful and it's so great. And I love them together. Um, but also like one of the things that absolutely delighted me um, is that this is an on-screen reunion for Allison Hannigan and Alexis Denisoff. You know, mm-hmm. Willow and Wesley are married in real life and they have <laughs> tremendous chemistry. Like they cannot not have chemistry on screen. They just 
are so sweet. And I love seeing the two of them together. And I know that's like a fan service thing where everybody's mm-hmm. like, oh, let's let's do a scene with Willow and Wesley, you know, um, because everybody's going to be happy and get all excited. I don't care. I love these two. I think they're adorable. Oh, I do, too. No, it totally works for me. I wish we had more Willow on Angel. I do, too. I do, too. It would be really good. Although Willow written by Angel's writers is not the best yeah. Willow. Yeah. It's not the most it's not the most willow willow. Um, but I still liked it. It was still mm-hmm. fun. Um, and of course Lorne. Oh mm-hmm. my god, Lorne. I Lorne. love when he takes Wesley aside and he says, Tell me you didn't shoot that girl full of junk and then feed her to Angelus. And Wesley goes, It was her choice. Faith knew the risks, you know? Yeah. Um, I love that Lorne is protective of Faith, but I also love that Wesley respects Faith's choice. And lets her make it instead of trying to protect her because, you know, she's a girl, you know. Um, so it's really nice. I, but Lauren, just as the voice of compassion and reason, I love that. I love him sitting with Faith and just singing to her and staying by her bedside the whole time. I mean, oh, God, Lauren. Well, yeah, and it was beautiful. Uh, and he's so tender with her and so protective. But, you know, when Wesley says it was her choice and she knew the risk, Lauren says, no, she couldn't have. Yeah. And Lauren has a point. Yeah. Because he knows what this drug can do. Mm-hmm. Faith hasn't seen that. And I think for someone with the super empathic powers, and especially given the trauma of, like, the mind rape that Lauren oh, has right. been through. Yeah. He sees this, you know, as yeah. an, like just a horrible, horrible thing mm-hmm. um, to have done, even though it ended up being probably the right call. In terms yeah. of the only way, because how, I mean, how else were they going to take Angelus down without staking right. him? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I, I like it when we can have a conflict and everybody's still right in some way. Yeah. You know, yeah. they all have valid points. Yeah. And I think that's nice. I like when you do that, you know, yeah. when nobody's clearly right or clearly wrong, but it is very complicated things going on there. Yeah. And, and I did have one Angelus line. Yeah, that cracks me up, and it's probably <laughs> dumb, but I don't care. But you know, he and Angel are fighting in this dream space or whatever, and he stops. Angel stops, and he's like trying to wake Faith back up, yeah. and Jealous is like, "Hey, anybody else notice a fight with your alter ego going on here?" Like, <laughs> if I don't know why it struck me as so funny. Yeah, but it yeah. really did. It's cute. It there hilarious. were some cute moments. There were yeah. some cute moments in those flashbacks. But I'm going to move into stake this now because there's just so much, uh-huh. so much to stake. Um, okay. I don't know. It feels like same verse, you know, second verse, same as the first, right? <laughs> Evil Cordy, stupid Connor, stake it again. Stake it, stake it, stake it. Um, Cordy hitting Connor. Um, Connor with his, I'll always protect you and our family. You're, you're 18 and you're stupid, Connor. You don't do anything. You can't do anything for anybody, you know? Um, and then her, you know, what the hell is it with you and faith? As if I don't see the way you look at her, she hits him, you know, and then does this, are my hormones out of whack or what? what? And it's like, and we do this like goofy shit with Cordy. You know, and give her all these, like, uh, quote, unquote, ostensibly funny lines, but they're not funny. It's just freaking terrible. It is so painful to watch every scene with them. Um, So both of them drive me crazy. We, We get Connor with his pissy little magic. This is what it gets you. Like, shut up, Connor. Everything he says is stupid. 
Everything he says <laughs> is stupid. Shut up. Um, you know, he's arguing for killing Angelus, you know, um, and this whole thing where he's like absolutely going to kill his father. We've got this, you know, stupid Oedipal thing, you know, um, you've got to kill your father. Okay, I know it's Oedipus. We get it. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. You know, uh, Cordy reaching under the, her blankets for a knife with Willow. Like, what the what the hell? Right. Why, why right. does Cordy what? always have a butcher's knife nearby? Why does she always? Why? Well, she really likes that knife. But there are lots but of knives. it's so yeah. dumb. And the two of them are like having this conversation that yeah. is the most flat, tense, dumb. Willow's not even asking. Why are you and laying Willow, in the bed? And Willow like, would pick up on like right? Willow. What's going on? Yeah. You look. Cordy, I, you know, maybe, I don't know, you look a little pregnant and evil. Like, what? Right. I don't look a little pregnant. <laughs> How do you miss this? I don't quite understand. I don't. It's I just don't. so it's dumb. Just, and, and Willow, you know, in this sudden thing, like, oh, we'll break the jar and it's genius. And then she leaves and Cordy throws the knife. Like, okay, Cordy, what was your next step? Right. When everybody comes up and finds a knife in Willow's head, like what exactly what? did you think was going to happen at that point? Like it's a stupid plan. And then she's just got the knife in her bed because I don't know, I might have to stab a bitch. Like what is it? <laughs> it is so freaking stupid. And here she is. She's got all this magical power, right? You know, but she's going to use a knife to take people out. Like, I don't know. It's just it, all of it is so stupid. Talking into the glowy soul stone you know, um, all of that is terrible. Trying to wake up Angelus. It's just bad getting into Willow's head. You know, I, although I do love that moment where Willow busts her magic rock all to hell. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. Her magic salt lick is really what it looks like. But, you know, a tiny little salt lick. <laughs> um, and then we have this stupid, you know, where she's like, I think I bit my tongue. Like, oh, my God. Don't give her funny lines. Don't it's try so to give bad. her funny lines. It's just terrible. You know, and then at the end, right, you know, Angel's about to talk to everybody. He's back, you know, um, this whole thing. And then she comes down the stairs with her hand on her pregnant belly. Sorry, Angel, but if this is the speech about how the worst is behind us, you may want to save it for later. It is all of it so, so bad. It's so bad. It's so, so terrible. But it does remind me. Yes. This episode of Still Dead is brought to you by propheticprophylactic.com. Propheticprophylactic.com was founded by demonologists who are as sick as we are of nonsensical mystical pregnancies and the bad writing that causes them. Just one dropper full of their anti-bullshit pregnancy potion will guard you and your favorite shows from demonic impregnation and character assassination. We just wish their secret formula had been discovered 20 years ago so the madness of Angel Season 4 could be avoided. Go to propheticprophylactic.com and use the code for the love of all that's holy. Make it stop for a free shipping and 20% off coupon so you can share the potions with all your friends. Because one plot hole mystical pregnancy is too many mystical pregnancies. Or instead, you could donate directly to Chippers Media and help us keep producing the podcast you love. Like Still Pretty about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Listen Up A-Holes about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Orgasm about Explosive Inspiration, Metaphors Be With You about Star Wars. And if you can't get enough of a good apocalypse, check out our podcast, Welcome to the End Times, about good omens. Visit patreon.com slash chipperish to find out more. 
<laughs> I love it when you write the Patreon asks. They're so oh. cute. They're so cute when you do them. <laughs> I'm like, there has to be some kind of supernatural birth control to put an end to this madness. Oh, my God. It's terrible. It's terrible. But let's go ahead as long as we're talking about things that are terrible and must be staked. Uh, the rest of the flashbacks with Faith and Angelus. There were a couple of things that I liked, but generally, generally, I'm not a fan of flashbacks under the best of circumstances. But this mm-hmm. is terrible. I mean, we have Angelus and Faith stuck in this space watching Angel as he does good deeds and some like not so good things. There's mm-hmm. this historical tourism of it. We've got the pound snow, you move whatever the hell that is yeah, i guess I had people to said that. that in the 20s <laughs> i guess people said that in the 20s it sounds a little bit uh strange um there's angel's 1970s long hair which was both funny but not funny in the way that you want it to be when you're doing a tv show <laughs> like laughing at you more than with you it's just not good uh playing mandy and looking all wistful um whatever uh eating the dead guy and angelus enjoying the moment you know is a good moment but none of this really moves the narrative forward um we have angel and angelus fighting and i was like okay fine like i don't know i didn't care for that that much um then angel giving faith a speech while she's dying and dying because why because she was trying to save him so she's like, Angel, I'm dying. He's like, yeah, it's a lot easier than redemption. I'm like, are you really lecturing her after she sacrificed herself to save your sorry ass? I'm like, really? <laughs> Our time is never up, Faith. We pay for everything. So he's trying to save her life. And I get it. But he's making it her fault. Like, you're only dying because you're too lazy to get up. Oh, my God. Shut up. You know? <laughs> Faith has been to hell and back trying to save him. And he's giving her this speech as though the only reason why she's not getting up is because of a lack of willpower. Like, what the hell is that? You know, she's almost dead. Okay, almost dead for most of the episode. Mostly dead, right? Like Wesley and the Princess Bride. Mostly dead. (laughs) Mostly dead. For all of the episode, right? And then at the end, she just hops out of bed like she's late for work. And she's like, that's okay. I'll just kick this supernatural kid's ass now. You know? Um, All of it is, it's just bad. I mean, what did you think about all that stuff? Well, I was kind of, well, again, I'm trying to figure out how the damn drug works. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, she's a slayer. So maybe she can metabolize it faster. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if she's like fighting a coma, which repeated mystical pregnancies much, repeated comas with faith. I mean, come on. Um, oh, seriously. Like, really? Like, you just have to decide to come back right. to life. Yeah. And maybe, maybe that was the case. Maybe as a slayer, she had that capacity. You know, and this would have given her a way to slide into death without continuing to fight and still feeling like she had gone out on a good note. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe Angel was reading that. But but mostly, I was like, what the hell? Like, and, and she is going to punch Angelus because why exactly? Like, it could have been so good, Lonnie. It could have been. It could have been. It was not. It was not good. <laughs> no, it really wasn't. It really wasn't. Yeah. You know, bad drug trip, y'all. Don't, don't, if someone offers you a needle of supernatural, terrible drugs to let a vampire feed off of you, the answer is no. No, just don't. Just say no. <laughs> just say no. Um, 
so the other thing that drove me crazy about this episode is that like Willow is not written particularly well. Yeah. Um, and it's this whole thing like, hey, everyone, guess what? Willow's gay now, you know, and those are the jokes that we tell over and over and over again. She spends this whole episode flirting with Fred, right? Even though she's seeing Kennedy. And at the end, when Fred talks to her about Latin, which is not really hitting on her, right? Willow's all, I'm seeing someone. You know, and I'm like, well, if you were seeing someone and you were so concerned about that, perhaps you shouldn't have spent the whole freaking episode flirting with Fred. Like, you know. So the whole thing is just weird. And then, you know, the thing with Wesley, they have their dark off, right? Which I, I love, but which also is not, I guess it's more consistent and in character for Willow than like a lot of the other stuff they had her doing in this episode. But still, yeah. it was kind of like, it, I loved it, but I was like, okay, I'm just, I'm going to set aside the fact that whatever, right? Um, but they have that whole thing. And then he's like, so what else has changed with you? You seem exactly the same. Right. Are you gay now? Are, are you, you gay, gay now? now? Because what? this is the, because this is the thing. This is the most important thing about you. The fact that you are coming here to save all of our sorry, stupid asses um, is not the most important thing about you. How powerful you are as a witch is not the most important thing about you. The fact that you almost ended the world, you know, like six, seven months ago, that is not the most important thing about you. Because the thing is that Willow's gay, everybody. Like, yeah. when we make those jokes about Willow being gay and how she's changed and all this kind of stuff, it annoys me so much because you know what? It's not funny. Being gay is humor neutral. It's just what you are. It's like it's like somebody being like, you know, they dyed their hair and then everybody's like, oh, do you see that? She's blonde now. She's blonde now. And all of the discussion is about her being blonde. Who cares? You know, Um, so it's also nobody's business. It's also I don't see her having predatory flirting with Fred. Um, I don't like all of that stuff. Yeah. Annoyed me so much. It annoyed me and it made me very uncomfortable because her flirting with Fred did feel very predatory. Yeah. I mean, going around and correcting her posture by tilting her chin up. Like, I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. We're not invading each other's personal space. And putting her arms like she put her arm around her waist. Yeah. Right. It was all extremely intimate. And I'm like, first of all, like Fred, Fred, you know, appears straight right she's been with men it doesn't seem like she's into women at all wouldn't be a problem if she was right but it doesn't seem like that's what she's she's into she is really interested in willow's intellect and willow's knowledge you Mm -hmm. know and that's the way that she's connecting with willow right and that's the way that willow was connecting with her with all well after looking at your research methodology (laughs) you know but the way that willow says it is you know she's flirting like a like a man who is really predatory and the way that it's written the way that it's all done makes me hugely uncomfortable i don't care for it i don't care for the fact that it shines this spotlight on the fact that she's gay like that's the most important thing about her and like it's funny it's not funny no it's just part of her it's just what she is like i I, so i don't know the whole thing really really bugged me yeah it really bugged me too and and just her behavior with fred i was like see the thing is you can be gay and not hit on every woman you meet. Like, it's right. actually, like, you can do that. That's a thing. Um, yes. And it's just not Willow. Like, right. it's not her character. And plus, she's mm-hmm. coming in, like, if you're thinking about the power dynamics of this thing. Yeah. She's coming in to save the day. Yeah. She's bringing this huge wealth of expertise and experience. Mm-hmm. And she's she's teaching everyone else how to do the spell, which, first of all, 
Why does she even need Fred to be part of it? Willow pulled this spell off by herself when she was a baby witch. Right. And, well, no, because I think that one, I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right, because Fred was in both of them. But right? one of them, Fred's, like, ringing the bells. And the one where they're going to, like, uh, crack the jar. Yeah. Fred's walking around in a circle ringing a bell. What the hell is that? Right? You know? And it, um, yeah. Yeah, and she's getting Fred to read part of the thing. And I'm like, mm-hmm. really? Because... yeah. Baby, you manage this off like a half corrupted floppy disk all by yourself. Like, come on. After a concussion and right? when you were 12. Right. Yeah. Like, we so, know Willow yeah. can do this. So, like, the whole right. power dynamic of the thing just felt completely off and weird. Yeah. But the I'm seeing someone. Now, first of all, I don't blame her for flirting with someone else. If I was dating Kennedy, I would also be flirting with someone else. Well, no, fair but enough. I would not be dating Kennedy. So, there you go. But, right. I, yeah, the whole thing just bugged me. I was just like, yeah. oh, damn it, we get Willow. But yeah. but I'm like, yes, do it, but not like that. <laughs> you know, I mean, and the thing is, like, we don't need, just because she is gay doesn't mean that she needs to flirt with the women. You right. know, she doesn't flirt with Cordy, but they have this, so have you been, higher power, ultimate evil, but I got better. I mean, whatever. It's a little cutesy. It's a little bit much. Um, So all of it with Willow is, God, it just doesn't feel like Willow. Right. You know, it it isn't written like it's Willow. It isn't written with respect for Willow and her power, you know. Um, So, yeah, it's it's not good. But at the same time, I love Allison Hannigan. Yes. I love seeing her do anything. Um, I love her when she's powerful and badass, you know, um, there's so much in this that I just, I love Willow being there, but God, they write her horribly. And these are the same people who are writing such great faith. I know. Like they know how to write faith. Yeah. They don't know how to write Willow. I don't know why you couldn't have just walked across the street, gotten somebody from the Buffy set. <laughs> And said, can you write Willow for us? Because we clearly cannot write this character. Um, yeah, it's just, it's so, it's really bad. And it's really disappointing because it's yes. so great to see Willow. Fully cosign. So, so moving into research mode, um, I didn't even have, I mean, there, I have so many questions. <laughs> I, but I don't care about the answers to any of them. Why does Cordy need so many knives? You know, <laughs> like... What is going I don't, why? I don't know. So the whole thing, like, I don't know. I don't have much for research questions because I just, I don't care. It's just bad. Like the answer for everything, I think, is just bad writing. Yeah, I think so too. Because everything I would have come up with is just, no, this is just bad writing. Yeah. And there's this moment too where Willow says, you must be Angel's handsome yet androgynous son. And I'm like, "Is is he androgynous? Is that? Because his hair is a little long? Is that, hmm. does that make him androgynous? Like, what is it? Does he, does he seem androgynous to you? I've never seen him that way. Um, maybe. Maybe. He, mm-hmm. His facial features are kind of a little, you know, on the, the softer side mm-hmm. of masculine. And he does have the long hair. Um, yeah. I, th- I, I could see that. I could maybe see that. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. know that that kind of I was like I'm I'm not sure it just is it doesn't sound like something Willow would say 
Absolutely. It does not sound like something. What Willow would say is, hi, Connor. I right. You're your angel's son. It's nice to meet you. I've known your dad for a long time. He's a exactly. good guy. Like something like that, right? Something, right. you know. Yeah. But in, instead, she's she's doing this weird performative thing. It's just, it's not good. It's yeah. all bad. No, it's just, it's it's just all not of it bad. Willow. Yeah, It's exactly. not Willow. It's mm-hmm. really not. So I'm going to go ahead and brood. Angelus is banished. Angel's restored. Cordy's pregnancy is revealed. And Faith goes to Sunnydale. This episode is a watcher because you need to follow it to get uh, the season's narrative. And in a season of truly terrible episodes, it's certainly not, you know, the worst one. <laughs> but it ain't great. And we're about halfway through the really bad stuff, though. And if you hang in there, it's about to get good again in season five. Like, it's a completely different show. But at least it's good. Yep. All right. So now we're going to talk about players. In Players, Gwen is back to ask for Gunn's help with a heist disguised as a kidnapping rescue. Gwen tells Gunn she needs to save a little girl named Lisa, but Lisa is really a new military device that can turn off Gwen's electrical superpowers, or at least let her hold hands without killing anyone. All things considered, Gunn takes the double crossing pretty well, and the break from the apocalypse and the turgid supernatural soap opera reminds him of how good it feels to fight the good fight. Meanwhile, back in the turgid supernatural soap opera, (laughs) Angel and company reel from the news of Cordelia's pregnancy again and finally figure out that Cordelia is the Beastmaster. Lauren sets Cordy up by pretending to complete a ritual that will restore his powers and allow him to read her. And when Cordy sneaks up behind him with that favorite knife of hers, Angel, Wesley, and Fred are waiting to catch her red-handed. Of course, the audience doesn't know why or how or anything, but whatever. We get some great Gun and Gwen, so let's just enjoy that. aired on March 26, 2003. It was directed by Michael Grossman and written by Jeffrey Bell, Elizabeth Kraft, and Sarah Fain. Um, All right, so I would just like to say uh, this is our third and last Gwen episode. She's Mm. going to disappear despite the fact that she has sex with Gunn, and I don't think that's something you walk away from. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's something... That you do once and go, nah, I'm good. Like, <laughs> it's it's gun, you know, and it was so great. So anyway, um, Alexa Devalos playing Gwen Raiden, absolutely amazing. Love, 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 love. And I am very, very sorry to see her leave. Uh, but she was a really, really good part of this episode. So Dr. Jones, perfect happiness scale <laughs> with stake this at zero and lost your soul at six. Where are you with this one? So I gave this a four. Um, Mm -hmm. Gwen and Gunn are so damn good. And that moment with Lauren singing is so lovely. And it was so nice to actually enjoy watching an episode of season four. I almost gave this a five. Right. Because it's like the best house in a bad neighborhood. Right. (laughs) You know, it's. Yes. By comparison, you look at the the episodes surrounding it and you're like, wow, this has been a bad run. But Gwen and Gunn and it's so sweet. And they have this little heist and they get to go off to the side. And he took a day from the apocalypse to do this. And yes, absolutely you did because the apocalypse is stupid. The apocalypse (laughs) you guys are fighting now is dumb. And Gwen is hot and lovely and wonderful. And you're going to have some amazing sex with this woman. And yes, so um, I, I gave it a four to solely solely on Gwen and Gunn. Yes. Oh, yeah. It was all Gwen and Gunn. And oh, yeah. 
So, you know, moments of perfect happiness. Uh, Gwen and Gunn. Um, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I, absolutely. I love her at the beginning when she's meeting yeah. up with this guy who's like looking shifty and whatever. And she just calls him Sugar Bear. And I she's, know. She's laying out their, you know, their plan. And she's like, so are we going to dance or what? And I'm like, yes. Yes. To which I yes, have in my yes, notes. Yes, we are. Fuck yeah, we are, Gwen. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yes. <laughs> Yes. I will take the risk of electrocution, baby. Let's dance. Like, yes, yes, absolutely. And we see her, you know, get struck by lightning. Like, she's just standing there, you yeah. know, and bam. Yeah. And the guy runs away. He just, what? And she's like, uh, really? Uh, I'm fine. Thanks for asking. Uh, and I'm like, uh, God, I thought I had a hard time dating. Like, could you imagine? I know. Like, oh, my God. Damn. Like, oh, uh, my God. It was so it was so funny. And it and it is funny, like having such problems with the way that Willow was flirting with Fred in the last yes. episode. Because the way that she speaks to Fred is so consistent with Gwen's character. Yeah. When she walks in and Fred says, Well, look who's back now that the lights are on. You know, which <laughs> fair criticism, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And Gwen's like, missed you too, baby. <laughs> I know. I love it. I love it when she flirts with Fred. See, when Gwen flirts with Fred, it's kind of adorable. Right. I like it. I loved in the last one where she's like, kicked you in the face, didn't I, Cherry? Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. It's and so I love good. she does have nicknames for everybody. Everybody. It's so wonderful. But she calls Gun Charles. Yeah. I like that. I know. It's so good. And yeah. and like, yeah, I feel bad. She's using Gun. She's lying to him. She's double crossing yeah. him. Whatever. But it's yeah. also in line with her character. Like, yeah, and she gave him a great suit. Yeah, I mean, right? Yeah. <laughs> he looked good. He looked so damn good in that suit. And also, like, okay, we don't do spoilers. But I right. do want to, like, highlight this a little bit. Because yeah. when he says, you know, I can't believe I took a day off the apocalypse for this. And she's like, look, mm-hmm. you can keep the suit. Right. It's a joke in the moment. But yeah. I do think it's going to echo into season five. Yeah. So just yeah. pay attention to that. It's very nice. And I love when she's like, you really believe all this. I'm the muscle crap. Yeah. You know? um, I love when she sits him down and she's like, do you even know what you are? Mm-hmm. You know, are you are you letting them tell you that you're just muscle? You know, um, and I love that moment because gun is way more than muscle. Right. Um, he often is the one who has the solution to the problem. He often is the one who figures things out, you know, or has a great idea for strategy and for right. how to handle stuff. And I don't know. I don't know that everybody treats him like muscle. I think he sees himself that way. He calls himself the muscle all the time. I, I, well, and I guess Angel did in this episode. Yeah. Um, you know, talks about him being muscle. Um, and he is. You know, I mean, he's kick-ass. But, like, he's also very smart. And I feel like, you know, for the most part, everybody's acknowledged that, you know, in, in Angel Investigations. Yeah, I think their roles are somewhat set that if, if someone yeah. had a research question, they would go to Wesley or Fred. Right. And, and mm-hmm. I think Gunn has probably internalized a lot of that. I'm sure he has. But he's the one with strategy. He's the one who knows how to make things happen. Like, that's not just muscle. That's intellect. Well, and you see Um, how great he reacted when they realized they couldn't get into this party. And he, you know, just goes up to the guy and And makes up the story about the zoo. Yeah. Like, he's he's super smart. Um, But I love this, just this tenderness between the two of them. Because 
it wasn't just about Gwen finally getting to have sex. Like, yeah, she's also bringing this to him. Like, hey, yeah. you are more than just muscle. Yeah. Um, and I love it. He's like, is this your version of a pep talk? And she's like, need one, you know? <laughs> Um, <laughs> and, and then he says no, and she's like, good, which is, ah. it was so great. Um, but the, the scene between them, I mean, it's hot on its own. It was very mm-hmm. well done, but it really does speak to the power of human touch and that kind yeah. of connection that Gwen has been yeah. missing. And when yeah. she says, thanks for turning me off, <laughs> oh. it's so great it's it was so, so great lovely. and when he just touches her back mm-hmm. it's so great that she gets to feel just that touch just human touch like what she's been missing you know not even just sex or kissing or whatever but just human touch like that's an amazing thing for her to be able to have and he's so gentle and sweet you know with the way that he touches her um it's just nice it is nice but i like it too that gun was like you know, he knows he's taking a risk. Like, they've only tested that device for a few seconds. Oh, yeah. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, you've already killed me once. If it happens again, you know where my battery is. And I'm like, yeah, oh, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's right. That's right. She will start you up, mister. That's right. Oh, God, it's good. And it's and good. I love him talking about, like, all the scars. Like, he collects scars right. the way most people collect souvenirs. <laughs> you yeah. know? It was so good. And him, like, genuinely appreciating a break from all the freaking drama. Oh, and I'm with him. Yeah. Turgid supernatural soap opera. <laughs> yes, it's been terrible, Gun. Right? Get out. Have a day off. Yeah. yeah. It was so, so, so good. Um, mm-hmm. And then I did get a couple of things from Angel that I really liked. Uh-huh. One yeah. is when, like, everybody was sitting around talking about, you know, Cordelia being pregnant. And mm-hmm. Lauren is like, well, shouldn't Angel be involved in this? And Angel walks in and repeats Everything they've yeah. been saying, he's like, easy bake, mm-hmm. flop a palooza, whoosh, pop, I don't skulk. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> it was very funny. It was. It was really, really cute. But my favorite moment, and it might be one of my very favorites ever between Angel mm-hmm. and Wes, when he, he's oh, yeah. saying, look, Angelus drank from Lila, but he didn't kill her. Mm-hmm. And then he looks at Wesley and says, I'm sorry for your loss. Oh my God, I know. <sighs> I love that love story. This is like, I love these love stories. I love the love story between Wesley and Gunn. I love the love story between Wesley and Angel. Um, and now all of these relationships are mending, mm-hmm. you know? And I love how genuine he is. Yeah. You know, when he says, Angelus didn't kill Lila, I'm sorry for your loss. And he's really expressing that sympathy to Wesley. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I think it's so good. I did too. Because he was really acknowledging Wesley's feelings, mm-hmm. you know, yes. and it was, oh, it was so good. It was so good. And then Lorne, like, even mm-hmm. though that whole ritual was a ruse, yeah, I love how Lorne set it up. I love that the yep. spell book was music. Yes. And his voice when he sang, mm-hmm. oh my God, it was so I beautiful. Know. But the yeah. fact that he had a magic eight ball tucked underneath uh-huh. that silk and then he shakes it and he's like has Cordy been a bad bad girl okay that was precious that was really nice it was really 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 great and it's yeah. it's it's like a moment of adequate happiness but I am so freaking mm-hmm. relieved to have Cordy revealed yeah. as the bad guy I know for that to finally be over I love yeah. it when Wesley pulls the shotgun on her <laughs> yep 
It's pretty great. It's pretty, it's pretty great. It's pretty mm-hmm. good. But there's a lot of stuff that's not, and we got to yeah. stake it. So, mm-hmm. okay, evil pregnant Cordy. Like, oh, my God, I'm just so ready. Ugh. Like, can we just yes. be done? But also, what the hell is up with these goth maternity clothes and no one questioning her complete change yeah. in everything? Yeah. Like, yeah. I just, like, how, are, are they trying to make it obvious through costume without actually writing anything to explain anything? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And and when you have to say in an episode, well, the last time Cordelia was right. impregnated, like, you've done it too much. You, it has happened too often when this becomes right. a thing. Before you wrote your notes, I had my notes, right? And I got to tell you, I have literally in my notes, if you have to say the last time Cordelia was impregnated, you've gone to that well too goddamn much. <laughs> Right. So I think we're on the same page with that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, when when you have an inside joke. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it's happened that many times. Yeah. Holy uh-huh. shit. I know. Holy shit. I know. And then Cordelia's trying to be like, this baby's full of love. And when my baby's here, you'll see. But at the mm-hmm. end of the last episode, she came down like Mother Doomsday saying, right. oh, no, don't pretend like everything's okay now because check it out. Yes, exactly. Like, oh I know. God, I, there there just it's aren't enough so stakes. Terrible. It's it's, it's so, so freaking terrible. Although I do like when Gunn says, "Congratulations, you're going to have a grand spawn." <laughs> I did like them doing the demon math. They're like, "Okay, yes. well, if it's a half demon parent and a half demon parent from a," right. and I'm like, "Where is the flow chart for like exactly? <laughs> we need a twenty three and me for this shit. It's just." <laughs> It's way too much. It's way too much. And, that you know, they do all this recapping, too, where everybody's explaining all of the things. That, it's like, okay, we know. We've been here. We've watched the whole thing. We've hated every minute of it. Let's not visit it again. Yeah, we don't need it. We don't need Let's the cliff notes. explain it again. It's right, so exactly. Bad. And then, and, like, I do have a serious problem. Okay, it's terrible writing. It's terrible character. Yes. It's terrible plots. It's a fucking mess. But then they try to pull in philosophy to explain mm-hmm. it or excuse it. And I'm like, no, I'm sorry. No, that yeah. is not okay. So mm-hmm. Cordelia's pulling this total bullshit with Connor being like, everything happens for a reason. And the reason you sank Angel to the bottom of the ocean was so we could be together. And I'm like, oh, my, oh my fucking God. God. What? No, no, that wasn't. He <laughs> sank him to the ocean because he killed Holtz. You were there. Right. Like, like And I know, what? you know, I know that Cordy is clearly not herself without spoilers yeah. we can see that cordy has been altered by something um but still like it's it's terrible and i do though kind of like that connor's like yeah there's something wrong with you yeah you know yeah <laughs> like you know and he's like i almost killed angelus but here's the thing connor's upset you know, he's, I almost killed my father. You've been wanting, every single episode you come in and you're like, can I kill him now? Can I kill him now? Can I kill him now? <laughs> How about so now? I I understand not wanting to be manipulated by Cordy and feeling resentful of that. But at the same time, you've been arguing to kill Angel all the time and then arguing to kill Angelus all the time. Like, this wasn't so far outside of your actual plan, A, Connor. So shut up. Yeah. Yeah, it was just bad. Um, and then mm-hmm. then we get this from Wesley. And, like, mm-hmm. I love Wesley. Yeah. But sometimes, like, not everything is about Wesley's love life. Right. And he makes everything about it. And so, you know, 
he and Fred are talking about Cordelia and Connor. Yeah. And he's like, when you're alienated from the people who care about you, you end up looking other places. What the mm-hmm. fuck? Lila and Wesley are nothing like Cordelia and Connor. Nothing like that. And I was like, no, I drop a flag on this one, please. You liked Lila. Right? Man up and admit it. And I mean, there is this moment, you know, where she says, but you hated her. Yeah. You know, and he has this look on his face. And then he excuses it. And I'm like, no. Right? You liked her. You loved her. You got a dollar bill in your wallet that says different asshole. Just admit it. Right. Just admit that there was stuff in Lila that you cared about. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I didn't particularly care for that moment. And also, like, Fred's super judgy. Yeah. You know, you slept with Lila. I'm like, okay, fine. Have you seen Lila? Lila have you I met mean- Lila, have exactly. you have you had any moment in which to observe Lila in action? Like, come on, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Of course, he wants to sleep with her. Everybody should want to sleep with her. She's she's evil, but she's Lila for crying out loud. I yeah, know. yeah, yeah. And then I was, I had a moment of sincere disappointment in Lauren, which I hate. But yeah. when he's he's so surprised, you know, by this mystical pregnancy, because um, mm-hmm. nobody saw that sequel coming. but he says put me on the short bus and send me off to clueless school and i'm like no that kind of language Mm -hmm. is not okay and yeah like they use the r word in association with things on this show way too often as it is yes and it pisses Mm -hmm. me off and that line Mm -hmm. is not okay yeah no i did not like it so i mean yeah you know it was the 90s like i understand that there were different values things that people didn't realize what they were doing and what they were saying even with that though um lorne has always had a particular sensitivity he's an empath like he doesn't usually talk that way like other people do Mm -hmm. you know other people who are heroes in this show absolutely do and i you know i object to it every single time um but lorne doesn't make fun of people that way typically and so i I found it really disappointing yeah i did too and then i couldn't Mm -hmm. decide about the whole ritual setup thing like, yeah. you know, he's it's so heavy handed. I have to go to this space that's very isolated and quiet where I'll be alone in the dark and unguarded and vulnerable. Mm. Nod, nod, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Right. So like on some levels it works and on some it doesn't. It just felt sort of contrived. Oh, and was it contrived that Cordy also had another freaking knife? Oh, well, I mean, come on. She's got because- the collector set. Frickin' oh my god, what were they? Is it an infomercial in the middle of the night? Are they on the shopping channel? Was there some kind of special? She has so many freaking stupid ass knives. Here she and also, like, let's not forget, she has clear mystical power. She has been talking into a salt lick and and possessing Angel and Angelus all this time. She was able to battle willow magically for a little while you know mm-hmm. um so she has power does she need to physically sneak up on somebody with a knife i guess um, like a low rent hood <laughs> from a 1920s film since like, somebody no. broke her beast i get i don't yeah, know I get, that, I, it's no. just dumb it's just dumb it's terrible it's just terrible um and then i had something i didn't know if i should stake because i didn't know what happened yeah. But so Gwen electrifies all those dudes. Yeah. Do they die? 
I don't know. I mean, they seem like they just got knocked out. Okay. But also, like, a couple of them were holding guns on them. Yeah, And that's granted true. with good reason because they'd broken in and stole things and, you know, and, you know, not to mention that gun kind of kidnapped <laughs> this little girl. Yeah. Kind of did. Which is also, but I, I love the moment, though, where she's like, my name is Ika Morimoto and my daddy is going to kill you, you know? <laughs> she's like, get out of my house. It was, that was pretty so that great. was really fun. <laughs> so that was really fun. Um, but yeah, like, I, I, these guys are just doing their jobs, Yeah, you know? And I think my understanding of it was that she electrified them and they just got knocked out. Okay. Well, then I'm okay um, with it. But I was like, if she yeah. killed all those dudes, it seems like there would be a conversation yeah yeah i just couldn't that would be a lot that would be a lot i think so far she's only killed gun yeah well and and you know fine because she made it up to him because she also well yeah she also brought him back to life so you know what fair enough right cause the problem yeah be the hero it's fine yeah yeah it's okay but (laughs) one day you might not mind so much like gun gets Mm -hmm. over it but okay i did have some research questions yes and i'm probably giving the show more credit than it deserves with this Mm -hmm. research question but I liked how Angel was trying to remember the text from Lila's book. Yeah. Like his photographic mm-hmm. memory, which has been established. Mm-hmm. And Wesley is then translating it. <laughs> the, right. The first translation is, I'm, I am not a bucket head. <laughs> and I was like, I am not a bucket head, but I'll take away your bucket. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> I also like that the there's a word for bucket in this ancient language. <laughs> right. Right. I know. <laughs> But then I was wondering, okay, were those translations a code between Angel and Wesley? <gasps> like a way for Wesley to tell him that Cordy was the Beastmaster without Cordy hearing them. Because oh, interesting. how else did it make sense? Like we're misleading the audience again. You can go back and rewatch the episode and not see when they figured it out and not see yeah. how they made the plan. Although costume, costume, co- like pay attention, people. So I thought, okay, well, she's wearing all black, right? All of a sudden, right? So Angel's drawing out these runes or this, you know, ancient text and Wesley's translating it. But maybe the conversation Mm -hmm. they have in front of Cordy, like maybe Wesley is really being able to read it. And that's how Mm -hmm. they did it. Maybe. I don't know. He, um, but he didn't know the language. Angel was just remembering what he'd seen. It was just his photographic memory. So I kind of don't think so because he doesn't know the language you know he's just like drawing whatever whatever he saw but but, yeah yeah i was like maybe wesley figured it out and covered maybe and then went back until i don't know i'm I'm desperately trying yeah but we don't see that plot holes because we want to have that twist when cordy's there with her stupid knife (laughs) (laughs) yeah and okay so when we get to that scene like Mm -hmm. finally thank god we know that cordy's the big bad everybody knows it's great except Mm -hmm. They don't call gun? Oh, they might have called gun. I believe his phone was on <laughs> do not disturb. Okay, fair. Okay, are you going to leave Gwen no, for this turgid soap, supernatural soap opera? I don't no. think so. Yeah. Uh, so. I, okay, mm-hmm. fair. fair. Fair enough. enough. Fair enough. I don't blame gun for not taking a damn call. <laughs> Okay, well, that explains that one. Mm -hmm. Okay, but then, last final serious research question. Between Fred and Angel, Fred says, Angel, you can't feel guilty for anything Angelus did. Mm -hmm. And Angel says, I don't. Right. And I'm like, excuse me, since when? Since when? Isn't that sort of 
the your DNA thing? of this entire show. Isn't that like, what you do? Is you brood? Yeah. Right? Like, what? When did that change? I yeah. don't. I. Uh, what? I, I, I was like, yeah. okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I like it. I'm I'm a little tired of Angel's constant brooding with guilt over what Angelus does, you know. Um, and also the fact that like everybody made that decision together, um, that they all decided to bring out Angelus, you know. Um, but still, like Angel always feels terrible about what Angelus has done, you know. And so I don't know, like it's it's out of character, but I actually like it. <laughs> So I'm like, okay, I give it a pass, I guess. (laughs) But it is terribly out of character, yes. Yeah, it was. So with that, I will brood. Players is a watcher because Cordy is finally revealed as the big bad. And you have to kind of see that to understand what the hell's going on in Mm -hmm. season four. And uh, Gwen and Gunn, because they're just great. Yeah, yeah. And and that's that's it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I'm not sure why I'm bothering to ask you this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway, because it's fun. Kelly, what's making you thirsty this week? Oh, well, thank you for turning me off. Um, No, this is (laughs) Gwen and Gunn, Gunn in that suit. Yeah, Yeah. they're going to win the award. It's good stuff. Gun in that suit. And I love, too, when he throws the guys over his shoulder and then he straightens his tie while they're landing on the floor. Yes! Oh, my God. That was so great. It was, was pretty so fantastic. Great. He is it was pretty really smooth. good. He's pretty smooth. All right. So what's your favorite part? I think it was the goodbye scene with Faith. Oh, yeah. Uh, because it was so in character for everybody. Mm-hmm. And it was so great. And I like the crossover because you know what's going on in Buffy. You know yeah. what she's going to be facing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was, it was was really good. It was it's really good. good. Stuff. Yeah. 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 What about you? What was your favorite part? Oh, God. Wesley and Willow's dark off. I loved that. <laughs> <laughs> Flayed a guy alive. Kept a woman in a closet. Okay, fair enough. No. <laughs> You've seen things, man. You've been to a place. You have been to a place. I'll take away your bucket. (laughs) I just will never, I will never get tired of that. That is my favorite thing. To join in the discussion on Twitter, follow me at Lonnie Diane Rich and Kelly at Dr. Kelly Jones and use the hashtag still dead. Or you can support Shippers Media to the tune of a dollar a month or more and gain access to the live chat and Discord where you can hang out with me and Lonnie and all the Shippers patrons who have given in to the grumpy side of the force. Visit patreon.com slash to find out more. You can also show your support for Still Dead by going to Apple Podcasts and giving us a review or using your social media platform of choice to tell your friends about us or break off a switch for faith because there's about to be a whooping. <laughs> We will be back next time with two watchers from season four, episodes 17 and 18, Inside Out and Shiny Happy People. Until then, I can't believe I took time out of the apocalypse for this. (laughs) Did I shave my legs for this? Did I shave my legs for this? Did I shave my legs for this?